Once upon a time, I used to say, well, hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of, mm. and then I would pause, right. and you'd say the movie men. Right. Somewhere somewhere down the line, there was a there was a shift. Right. We changed things up, and, yeah. and we've never really discussed it. I don't know. It wasn't, you know. Yes. It's, uh, it's a touchy subject, I guess. My, name's, my name is Brady. And I'm Pete. And together, uh, we form the two halves of... Mm-hmm. The best damn <laughs> movie podcast mm-hmm. hosted by us. Um, <laughs> it's true. That's factual. That is not even negotiable. Yeah, it's yeah. People people will try to contest that, but it's yeah. No, it's the way it is. It is. Um. So welcome. Welcome. Yeah. We, uh, if if you're brand new, mm. um, that's okay. Yeah. We're glad you're here. Yes. This is a internet podcast. Correct. Uh, As opposed to an over-the-mail podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Those are seeing a real drop-off in their patronage, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, for the most part, we review movies. Mm. Yes. Uh, For the most part, we review movies based on movies that you voted on. Yeah. Uh, and so if you want to stay up to date on all of that stuff, on, on your opportunity to vote, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, uh, you know, all email, of that stuff. Email, just Email, everything. all of that information, mm-hmm. uh, our merch, all of that information is posted down below. Yeah. Um, in most cases, depending on what, uh. Depending on what podcast app you use, sometimes mm, the show gets ported true. over a little screwy. Yeah. Um, but we're glad you're here. Come on in. Sit down. Take off your shoes. Because <laughs> uh, we live in Canada. Yeah. And in Canada, we take off our shoes when we go into yeah. house. When I, yeah. yeah. I'm Which, not trying to start like a political debate, but just. No, no. Just. It's it's just foreign to us. Like when I come home, it's like I don't want these shoes that have been at the subway with germs all over them in my living room. Like I I right. leave them at you the don't door. Tra- track stuff through the house. Yeah. I, and I and I wonder. Like I know, I know it's a thing that happens around the world. Mm. Um, the people wear their shoes in the house. Sure. And uh, I think it's um. It happens in some of the states, but not all of them. Sure. And I'm and I'm kind of wondering if it's maybe more common in in uh, states that don't see, like we see snow, like oh, you know, yeah. a lot of uh, you know we get like a lot of grime yep. and wet stuff stuck to the bottom of ours. So yep. I wonder if yep. that's part of it. Mm, that could be. Yeah. Um, cause, cause I mean, there are definitely like sometimes in the summer, if you're outside doing whatever, right. uh, yeah. and you know, you're, you're walking to the kitchen to grab a glass of water, you'll take the path that doesn't have any carpets or anything. And, <laughs> right. and for the most part, it's not a big deal. Sure. Um, so I wonder if it's, yeah. I yeah. And it obviously probably comes down to like family based, because I remember when I was in elementary school, we had to watch a video about like family blending and the kid in this do- like documentary 
was moving mm-hmm. to a family where like the her adopted mom didn't allow shoes in the house and it was a big source of tension so obviously right. it's not not across okay. the board uh anyways <laughs> so we are uh we're currently in the process of uh taking a look at the last 30 years of film um mm. and so that's 2020 yep. back to uh 1990 yeah. Um and yes. so we are we're slowly working back through time. Mm-hmm. Um and so this week's vote uh was based on 19, 19, 19. 2019 <laughs> yes. films. Yeah. Uh which, did you uh, which, here's a question. Did yeah. you have a horse in this race? Like as to which one won? Yeah. As to which film won? Not particularly. Okay. I you know, I found this vote was the toughest to come up with options. And I think we mentioned really? this like in person when we were talking to each other, just because is 2019 was just a few months ago is big movies came out in 2019. We tried to do like lot, like immediate releases of that film. So sure. when like we were looking at 2019 yeah. was our, was our month. Oh, was our month. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Quarantine's hitting hard. Yeah. Um, 2019 was our year of conception. Yeah. So and so so we, we yeah, yeah anything we, big that hit the theaters we we, we tried to be yeah. all over. And so when I looked at the 2019 list it's like great movie we've done. Great movie we've done. Like it was hard to find movies that were interesting Shit to us. Shit movie don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> so not not particularly. I I actually would have been okay with I think any of the four options. How about okay. yourself? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. None of the options, again, in a lot of ways, I felt like we were scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe with the exception of Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which I've still not seen. Same, Um, same. And I'm not a big Mr. Rogers person, but I am a big Tom Hanks person, yeah. and I really enjoy biographical movies. And um, I would agree, but just as a specific on that, I feel like that's a bit like I didn't realize this, but I have a feeling that movie is a bit of a bait and switch because, as we found out at the Oscars, Tom Hanks was nominated for an award, but it wasn't a main supporting role. It was it was like it wasn't a best actor. It was like a supporting role. So I have a right. feeling he's not going to be the main premise of that movie. Right, that uh, yeah, that the movie's actually about the reporter. Yeah, which you know. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So yeah. So the movie Us won. Right. It did. Yeah. Did uh, it? Is, that, is that not what you watched and reviewed? No, because oh, so when I was messaging you, because I was trying to like prepare what film or like what I should be watching, and I said, "What ep- like what are we recording about this episode?" And you said, this episode is us. Like, this is us. So I watched all the first season of This Is Us, getting ready to talk about that. Weird. I think it's Mm. slightly different than the the movie Us. Well, okay, possibly. But let's continue anyways, (laughs) and maybe it'll line up and make sense. (laughs) You never know. Yeah. Uh, So Us. Had you seen Us before this? Once. And Okay. It's it's a weird movie. I'm going to say it was actually a special viewing for two reasons, and I, I want to make a quick point of this. 
And it's not a lovey-feely, like, cheerful movie. So it's kind of a weird movie to say, like, I have sentimental connections to it. But the first, I watched it with a close friend of mine, friend of the show, Jesse, who's been on an episode before. And he lives in the UK, so we don't really get to see each other that often. But he was in Canada, and we watched this movie together. So that's one reason. The other, I think, I, I haven't actually lined up, I'm, I'm almost certain... I saw this film the weekend before my first child was born. So it's oh. it's it's interesting to like watch this film again for the first time since then and interesting being like wow I, like if I had known the first time I watched this scene that within the next week this would have gone down it's just kind of an interesting focal point to kind of pinpoint some of your mem- life's memories too. But interesting. So yeah, this was to watch it to review it was the second time I've seen the film. How, how about yourself? Okay. Uh, this was my first time, okay. and I didn't know really anything about it. Like I mm. couldn't, I couldn't recall having seen any trailers. Um, yeah, I, w- I went into it as blind as I could go into it. Right, right. So cool. Well, yeah, we should get into it. Um, okay, and we'll start with some trivia. All right. So. When I was looking up some trivia, there there are some films that are just made to be like having trivia made about. Sure. Like it's just that's what that film was made for. There are some that it gets pretty thin and this was one of those thin films because when I was trying to make a trivia question, it, it kind of got down to, you know, what did Jordan Peele eat for lunch when he made casting decisions? Like that's it was like. Very niche, very kind of specific question. So right. I want a Which bit of a direct- also weak because everybody like we all know it's like haggis. Right? Well, so it's like it's, but okay, man, you've you got don't, common you sp- information, and then no, you've got don't spoil it. There might have been one person who didn't know that. Like I feel like if you were writing an essay and you wrote the <laughs> sentence, Jordan Peele ate haggis for lunch. Like I don't even think you'd have to cite that. I don't think you'd have to provide a citation. People would just be like, oh, it's yeah. Well, sure. everyone knows. Gravity yeah. works. Correct. Yeah, like right. we don't know. Uh, so I went a bit of a different direction here. Because we're doing this theme on exploring films from every year in, the, in a kind of backwards trajectory, I actually went with themed questions that are more about 2019 in film. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions on that. Hmm. Yes. Too bad I didn't watch any movies in 2019. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, Here the first one is a true or false question, okay? Disney's Aladdin was banned in many Middle Eastern countries, curbing its success in this region. True or false? I think it's true only be and I like yep. I'm only basing this off of I th- it sounds familiar. Sure. Sure. It sounds like maybe something I heard uh, like I follow a lot of different movie blogs, movie mm. news outlets, sure. um, uh, and so it 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 sounds like I, I'm I'm getting a little bit of deja vu when you say that. Okay. Um, unless of course it's wrong, and then I'm just talking out of my ass right now. <laughs> so okay, so I guess the one kind of vague thing is it says the source I found said Middle Eastern countries, so. Without an itemized list, there could be some different interpretations of what countries were included. But the point of the way this question that I found online was, is false. It was not banned okay. in Middle Eastern countries. And in fact, it became the highest grossing release of all time in the Middle East. 
And specifically with Aladdin in general, the film also surpassed Independence Day to become Will Smith's highest grossing film worldwide. Right. I did know that. Mm -hmm. question, Question number two. Which 2019 film became the highest grossing musical of all time? Oh, musicals from 2019. I mean, I feel like you can't provide options. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it would be really, really hard to, I can, but it'll, um, okay. Let me, let me, let me process here. Let me 2019 musicals. No, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. We've reviewed um, some of them, if if that gives you a hint. 2019. Some of the options. Uh we reviewed some 2019 musicals? Well, music the category is highest grossing musical films. Musical films. So But still it was a 2019 film. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I think Mary Poppins, the second Mary Poppins film came out in 2019, but I don't think that 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 was, that was 2018, 2018. Yeah. Okay. Um, musicals, musicals in 2019. What's, I mean, what's defined a musical? Are we counting Frozen 2 as a musical? Yes. Okay. So 2019 is Frozen 2. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the live action Lion King yep. movie. Yep, I would, I would consider that one. Um, probably Aladdin. Aladdin would be one. Yep. Yeah, I would also consider that one. Um, Cats. <laughs> Definitely Cats. <laughs> uh, which I, which I think I'm going to eliminate that option. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and then... And then was Rocket Man last year? Oh, uh, the Elton John one. The Elton John one. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Which is kind of um, a tell. Which obviously might be an indication for that it might not be the answer. Okay. In my mind, it's got to be between Frozen Two and Lion King. Okay. Um. Kay. I'm gonna say Lion King. Mm. Um. But but probably not by much. I think Frozen Two is probably, like I think it definitely goes Lion King and then Frozen Two, right. and it's probably not a huge gap. Right. So so that is correct. Um, Sweet. And it is one two. So Lion King is first of all time as far as um, highest grossing musical films. Frozen Two is right there behind it. I mean. No, it's not that much different. For us, it's life-changing money. It's the difference of $1.6 billion to $1.4 billion. So in the in the context, it's not that much. Yeah, and it's $200 million still. <laughs> I mean, I'd take it. I, I would, straight yeah, up. I, I certainly wouldn't give that money away again. But. <laughs> hey, you know, we all have to learn sometimes. Live and, and, live and learn. Live yeah. and learn. Um, this is, I'm not going to ask this as a question. I'm just stating this. 2019 was the first year to have nine films cross the billion-dollar milestone. Wow. The last record was five, and that happened in 2015 and 2018. So here's the thing about that. Sure. 
um, we are seeing bigger and bigger, like even, even, um, even counting for inflation, mm. we are seeing bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger box office numbers, uh, more than ever. Sure. Um, and the, I think a big part of the reasoning behind that is, uh, and we're, I think, you know, and that number coincides with we're seeing more advanced ticket sales too. Mm. Um, and I think that's because more and more we are getting big event films. Ooh. Interesting. Right? So like 2019 had Rise of Skywalker. It's sure. obviously an event film. Yep. Endgame was clearly an event film. And sorry, can I interrupt you? Just for the sake of myself and the listener, yep. can you just define event film? Uh, an event film would be something that almost transcends a movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 a film that takes over uh takes over media for a while mm, and um sure. yep you know like everyone and their uncle is going to go see it <laughs> and you're buying advanced ticket sales to it right. and they're going to have themed um you know 2 dollar upgrade cups <laughs> to match right. that like just sure. everything right yeah. like, something something that brings a huge number of people together right to see it's not know. just hey it's cheap night should we go see penguins 12 no no that's a thing no no <laughs> you had me <laughs> i'm sorry um so one final question i think you're gonna know okay. this but okay but I, I just want it to be known for the, the listener they might not know okay joker became the highest grossing r-rated film of all time true or false mm-hmm uh, true. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it just has to be said, like, it, whether it made you feel comfortable, whether you saw it or not, just what it did financially and from an Oscar point of view, it, it's it's interesting to say the least. And it was the first R-rated film to pass the billion dollar mark as far as... Well, first first R-rated film to pass the billion dollar mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but what's really, really interesting about it, like, you know, and, and so people talk about... Um, Nowadays, our perception of what good box office numbers are is is perverted, mm. right? People talk about they go, oh well, you know, this film wasn't a success because it only made five hundred million. <laughs> what? <laughs> five hundred million is still an insane amount of movie money, right? Even for a movie to make, right? Now, if it depends on the film, sure. If a horror film came out tomorrow, made five hundred million dollars, stop the friggin' presses! Mm. Like that's huge. Sure, that's un unprecedented. Yep, yep. If they had released Endgame and it only made five hundred million, <laughs> we'd right. be having. But but what's really interesting mm-hmm. is uh, that Joker made like one point one billion. Right. On a budget of fifty-five million, right, right, that is a big deal. That right. is a huge turnaround, and the right. fact that a lot of the films that you see that reach a billion dollars yep. usually have several hundred million dollars put into them. So, 
so so if you look at Endgame, I've got it up here. You're, you're exactly right. Like, uh, sure, it really almost doubled, almost tripled what Joker did at 2.7 billion worldwide, but the yeah. budget was 356 million. Right. Right. Which is huge. Yeah. Oh yeah. A, a third of a billion dollars <laughs> was spent to make a movie. Sure. It's huge. Mm-hmm. But it was good trivia, man. Thanks. Thank you. So, All right. should we get into it? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do something a bit different this week where we can still discuss the film in general as we go along and we can round to some stuff at the end that if you want to bring up or I want to bring up, we can still do that. But I'm going to go through some theories about this movie as far as what 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 we think really happened or what, what was this movie talking about? Just because okay. one one comment on, on one of the votes was getting some clarity after seeing this film. And right. um, I just thought it'd be a fun way. I'm, I'm going to go through theory by theory, theory and I'll, I'll give you a theory and you can say, eh, I see it, eh, I don't, or eh, I, I think it's all hogwash. And, sure, um, okay. And, and so that everyone, so that our listeners know... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm. I have the same collective knowledge right now as the listeners. This is, yes. this is pretty much news to me. What the plan is and how, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, uh, like you basically just called me and said, "Hey, let's make a podcast." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> what should we?" And you're like, "Shut up! I have a plan." I've got like, a okay. plan. Got a plan. All right. We should review. This is us. Yeah. yeah. I don't even. Is that I? I don't even think I know that show. Oh, it's like completely different from us in that oh, maybe maybe I would like it then. It's oh yeah. It's it's like I've only seen like the first episode, but it's one of those shows I from my understanding. Emily Mater watches it, my wife watches it. I think they talk about it sometimes. But it's like a show that like literally every episode probably ends with like heartstring tugging and, you know, something emotional happening happens and Is it is it at all similar to Lost in Translation. <laughs> no. Okay, I'll give it a try. That's so good gravy. Oh, if anyone's out there. Do not, do not. No, 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 no. <laughs> never, never, ever, ever again <sighs> should you use the word Lost in Translation and something as holy, pure, oh. and wonderful as gravy in the same in the same conversation. If anyone is out there and appreciate, not even like holds, anyway, if someone likes the movie as much as I do, not that it's a great, the best movie of all time, but just appreciates it, reach out to me. Uh, let me know you're there. I have, I was, I was very relieved. I have a friend, uh, I, so I have a friend named Chris. Oh, nice. And Chris, thanks, man. <laughs> it took, it was an uphill battle for a while, but I pulled it off. Um, I, uh, and, and Chris, Chris was watching a movie. I can't remember the name of the movie, but Chris, uh, Chris was watching a movie and he posted about it online afterwards. And he was like, "This this film's awful. Like mm, it, okay. um, <laughs> it just doesn't go anywhere." Oh no! And, oh no! You know, and and I was really displeased with it. Sure. Uh, and I commented on it, and I okay. was like, mm. "Yeah, th- that's that's lost in translation for me." Uh, <laughs> and he was like, "No, no, no. This film's worse." Oh, and wow. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to get into, you know, sure. this back and forth. Yeah. But um, then another friend uh, commented on, uh, you know, sort of replied to my comment 
Um, and yeah, we had a we had a fun little back and forth about <laughs> Lost in Translation nice. and how like the 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 polarizing <sighs> piss us off power that <laughs> Lost in Translation has because you just spend the whole movie going when like when is there gonna be like is this when the plot starts? Like what's, it, yeah. It, just for clarity for the listener, I'm not saying I want Lost in Translation tattooed above my ba- on my back, just above my belt line. But I'm just saying I appreciate it. I think it's an enjoyable film and that's all I'll say. And we're right. all different. And, we, yeah. And I mean, there wouldn't really be root, like your upper back. <laughs> You said your upper back or lower well, back? I was trying to like politely anatomically s- describe a tramp stamp. A tramp stamp? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you like unless you unless you get the the Halle Berry's Catwoman laser <laughs> removed. I don't know if you're going to have <laughs> right. room. Yeah. We'll see. But, That's another uh, discussion. Okay, fire away, Captain. Okay. Let's get into so, this. I'm going to get into some theories and I'm going to profess like start it off with this film really took on a new meaning or a new interpretation upon a second viewing. And I'll say that. Okay. All right. Um, just nothing at all is random. Everything in this film has a distinct purpose. So whether it's used to fuel the themes or the elements or foreshadowing, um, just the scene where, you know, the woman's in the living room saying, once upon a time there was a girl... And she goes on and on and on. Upon viewing it, like, immediately you realize, okay, that wasn't metaphorical like maybe we thought it was. It's literal. We see a spider crawling across the table with a fake spider next to it. And later the two women are, like, face down on the table next to these spiders. So, like, all these little things that upon a first viewing I could just kind of watched and shrugged off. You realize there's a lot of specific stuff and everything has a reason. Everything. There's so much duality in this film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, as particularly with yeah, like with two things, like you said, there's uh, there's a lot of duality when it comes to um, a real and a fake version of things, or mm. a light and a dark side of things, or yep. a up and a down, or or, or whatever. Yep. Uh, and then another reoccurring thing, uh, and I actually watched a video on this, and it oh, cool. it pops up way way more often than. Um, than even I picked up on when mm. I was watching it, but the mm-hmm. theming of eleven eleven, yes, yeah, shows up everywhere, everywhere, but. everywhere, yeah. Um, and even though I had seen this before, I feel like I was even more tense the second time I was watching it. Even I knew what was going on, like when the quote unquote mother was like, "Okay, we need to lock the doors, we need to call the cops," and everyone was like, "Oh, it's fine." I was still getting tense. I'm like, "Gosh, dang it! This woman knows what shit's about to go down. Listen to her." Right. Anyway, so I'm going to go through. There's basically three main theories. They're pretty quick. Um, I'll just kind of go point by point. There's a fourth one that's kind of a fringe one, but you'll see how it's connected. So basically three to four theories. It'll be kind of a quick bullet point. And I'll, after each one, you can be like, yay, nay, that's terrible. That's awful. My ears are bleeding. Or my ears are nurtured by this. I'll keep the options open here. So, what I thought this movie was about when I finished this film was that the whole film in general is just a comment on social class, keeping others below, and just class distinction in general. We're all the same 
in that you know in this movie the in, in this case they were like identicals of each other but just generally as human beings were all the same yet some are held down some are privileged um and you know we we see examples of this in the film where the girl goes on, or the woman goes on explaining how you know others received wonderful food and wonderful toys but those in the shadow ate raw rabbit meat and sharp toys that hurt themselves and just even when we get to the symbolism of like in the final kind of climax in the final act when the mother's looking for her son jason and goes down a one-way escalator that descends to where these people live there's there is just a single escalator not bilateral going up and down just a single directional escalator and just essentially the shadow people performing the hands across America, which we were introduced to at the beginning of the movie is also, I feel just kind of a general tie to kind of maybe alleviating poverty in general. And that's kind of what, how they decided to embody their resistance. Um, which is a side note that that was a real thing. I know. Yeah, yeah. The hands across. Yeah. 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 Apparently it raised, I, I was so curious. I, I had no idea if it was just kind of farcical or not, but it literally raised like 15 million bucks back in the day for yeah. hunger, homelessness, poverty. So so that's theory number one. Okay. What, what do you think about that? I mean, I can't, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't poke holes in any of that. Okay. Um, okay. That all, it's interesting. Um, that's not an aspect of it that I had looked at. Cool. Uh, I I mean I think what's interesting is like you've got you've got three or four theories, um, and I think it's it's quite possible that they're all going to end up being at least somewhat true. Right. Um, yep. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean I think I think this is probably definitely part of it. Now I want to come out with an outrageous theory, just so there's one that you like can't say is true. Like, okay. The next one is actually that it's alien ancient aliens with the pyramids. Really? No. Honestly? Not even, no. Uh, So the next one is more just on an individual level, like duality and humanity. So, and you kind of referenced this, you made a comment about this, but duality in every human. So the lady says, you know, once upon upon a time there was a girl and a shadow and the two were connected and essentially just like extrapolating what she's saying, we all have a dark and a light element to each individual person. And even at the park when Adelaide at the beginning encounters her other self the ride itself that she goes into is called vision quest find yourself and you know the shadows of this family the mirror images of this family family all have horrifying elements to each one so in each individual so the son has shadows burn scars on his face the mother has a hoarse voice the daughter just looks evil as heck and the father couldn't speak um so I think theory two, and this was actually Jesse's theory. So the credit goes to where credit is due. But when we watched this, when we finished this film, that's kind of what he was kind of feeling. And I kind of saw some merit to that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it, it would appear that with the exception of Red, um, like Adelaide's clone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, none, none of them can speak. Right, and that and that becomes clear by the end of the film. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Again, I would I would agree with this. I think um, this is this is not too dissimilar from what I walked away kind of thinking mm. was an overarching theme. Okay. Um, cool. But, but I think the way that I uh, the, the way that I had mentally worded it 
mm. was that um, because each person is ultimately uh, each person goes up against their their duplicate. Mm. Okay. Right. At no at no point is oh. is someone hu- being hunted by one of the others. True. Um, and yep. and so I think part partially what I took away from it mm. was that um, quite often, uh, quite often the biggest like like we look at the world um, and we see a lot of ugly and nasty and evil and and mm. you know just yeah. overall filth. Yep. Um, but that, you know, take, take a closer look at yourself and maybe, <laughs> yes, m- maybe you yeah. are the biggest danger to yourself. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. We're all quick to pass the blame, but yeah. Yeah. That, that, that the one, the one in the end who's going to kill you, the one that's going to drag you down and destroy you mm. is you. Yeah. Yeah. So that, it's, that was a, and again, I don't know if that was an intended theme, Right. Um, but it was, it was something that I could, cool. you know, extrapolate from it. So I think, I think that ties into my next theory that, that, okay. um, I, I got this from now this, the first one was my own. The second was from Jesse. This one is from new rock stars, the YouTube channel. And I think this ties into kind of what you're saying. And it's specifically the theory of just facing our own personal demons. So in this yeah. case, we, the audience or us, on the surface are monsters who worship false idols instead of appreciating our true privilege. So, Mm. and this was depicted with uh, our worshiping of idols and technology, the daughter living on her phone, the materialism, the father being, you know, infatuated by status symbols of abode and his friend getting a new car and alcoholism, the, the mother of the friend, family friend who was just like always saying it's vodka clock and tequila time. And right. The the happy married couple, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> yeah. So that one, so that's, and that's kind of a tie to kind of what you were saying. The fourth theory yeah. is more just kind of related to... This is the fringe one you were saying. This is the fringe one. It's more just like a subplot or a subpoint of the class distinction theory. Okay. Um, but it's basically, and it's also kind of from the new rock stars, but... It's just that us being a specific commentary to the U.S. or United States, which yeah, which I know, which that, well, it's it's just interesting. That's dawned on me. Yeah, like U.S. us, um, and just it's tied very closely to the first theory. I get it, and it's a social commentary, and just more specifically about the United States of America. But there is that line where the real father in the film says, "What are you people?" And the shadow woman says, we are Americans. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The one thing I will address that I'm not sure if you picked on, I never really thought it was a thing. It's something that I think some people were were wondering if it's something more. It's the question of Jason's look, the son's look at the end of the film in the ambulance. And so I break it down. There's two options. One, he has a look that he's hiding something, which some people are thinking is a thing. I'm not, I'm not quite there. The other is, I think, I think it's just a look. He knows the crap his mom did. And he's like, mom, you crazy. Or he knows that that's not really his mom. Either way, he knows more than a child should about something horrendous. Right. The only thing I will give 
credit to that I'm at least intrigued by is the people who say he's hiding something. They're, those people are saying that they wonder if he's the shadow version of Jason. In that, well, but how could he be? He doesn't well, have the burn. This, just hear this out. Just hear this out. And so the, the this is based on they switched prior to these events. Um, because at okay. the beginning of the film, at the cottage, Jason has that magic trick that he can't figure out. And then the shadow version of himself comes along and immediately knows how to complete it. And there were some other minute details like that that kind of... I, I'm still not convinced it's a thing, but it at least raised my eyebrow. The one main thing that I was interested in is at the beach, when Jason was making things in the sand, he wasn't making sand castles, he was making sand tunnels. So... Right. Yeah. Again, I'm not convinced, but it's at least intriguing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my, I'll classify them as basically three main theories. You okay. kind of said this, but is there one that you think you subscribe to or is there something totally different that you kind of walked away with? No, I mean, I would think it's all three. Cool, cool. Yeah. So as a film, what did you think of this film? Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I have an idea, but... For continue, yeah. Okay, so um, from a horror standpoint, mm. uh, I thought it was a, a pretty refreshing idea. Okay, um, something we haven't really seen before. Right, and uh, the moments that were supposed to have me tense had me tense. Um, okay, you know, I don't think like there was no jump scares. I never, I never no. got startled right um but i felt the you know like when they're at the end of the drive like there's just so much mm. unknown mm-hmm. um yep. and the film does like explaining the scale of the situation to you sure the film does a really good job at unpacking and unraveling this story mm. um so mm-hmm. you know you go from uh, you know, like at at the beginning of the film, for a good chunk of the film, your assumption is that what is happening to this family is an isolated incident, right? They're uh, yeah, they're and, alone, and in then this you experience. discover that you know the happy married couple, um, <laughs> and their twins, uh, are also encountering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and then we go from there to watching on the TV to see this is this is a countrywide phenomenon. Oh yeah. Um you know, so that I thought was a really cool r- reveal. Sure. Um and that that, you know, that the pacing of that was really well done. Yeah. That is about where my oh boy. enjoyment ends. Sure. Um I I don't know if I've ever seen a film with quite so many plot holes. Oh, um, really? Or a film that blatantly ignores, <laughs> like, just completely ignores some, what I would say, are pretty large plot holes. I'm so um, intrigued. And and I think it does it all. Like, I think the, you know, someone online, I saw someone someone comment on a YouTube video and it, and it was perfect. It was the best comment. Um, so the twist at the end of this movie is that Red is actually, that they, that the encounter in the House of Mirrors 
as a child, they actually switched. Right. Um, and yep. that it's been the shadow version this whole time. Correct. Yep. Um, and, and so someone commented and they said, the problem with this film is that Jordan Peele's tried to go like he, he went full on Shyamalan mm. and you you never go full on Shyamalan. <laughs> you, you just can't do that right okay um so plot holes sure uh and I won't even start so most of the plot holes emerge the second they reveal that twist yes um, for sure but I'll but I'll talk about some plot holes that exist prior to like that okay. that exist even without that twist exclusive to that twist yeah so okay. plot hole number one uh and and some of these are are nitpicking so I, um, I was just gonna ask like I, I'm curious if some of them are main plot holes or if they're peat plot holes like oh yeah so, so some of the, you know. some of them are definitely nitpicking but I'm sure. going to include them as well yeah you um, know I, I want you to and because I feel like you often nitpick oh, a lot of plot holes. I am the uh, king. And of so nitpicking. so I'll so I'll identify which ones are nitpicking and which ones aren't. Sure. This this one feels a little nitpicky. Okay. Um okay. so so they've been living off of um of uh raw rabbit meat has been like their <laughs> their their only diet. This I this honestly like sounds like you're me right now. Like I, I don't even Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Uh so strap in. Um strap in. But yeah, they're living off raw rabbit meat. It is the only yep. food source they have. Okay. So they're all dead. Because <laughs> they've all died from malnutrition. And scurvy. Ago. No sunlight. No like they have no like they're all dead. <laughs> There's no way they're as robust and and physically adept to, you know. So there's that. Number two. Uh, and at any point, and yeah, that's a super nitpicky one. But sure. at any point, sure. like, I, I, you know, I'm going to encourage you if at any point <laughs> there is a plot hole. Like, I've got sure. a list the size of, you know. <laughs> What's that line of, from Top Gun that lists the size of my Johnson or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've got a big, long list here. And <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So don't wait until the end to, to interject. Get. Okay. So the first one is agreed. Like in a physical reality, you're absolutely right. Doesn't make sense. The only thing is, I feel like with films like this, it's kind of like films like The Matrix. You have to look at it as it's it's a metaphor. It's a you know an allegory. If you actually look at physically like these creatures living in capsules or whatnot there's certain things that eventually you just break down and you lose the whole point of the metaphor. Right. That's well, all. And I mean, like the, I, I get that the rabbits were the initial, yep. like they were the preliminary trials of the cloning process. Right. Um, and that because rabbits do it like rabbits, there's been a, <laughs> right. you know, there's been a never ending supply of, of food. Sure. Uh, but, but I just kind of felt like, you know, I may had the film not, attempted to explain mm. what they've been eating I may have overlooked it you know but what I feel like they presented an explanation that was just weak right and you I know, would have preferred I, no explanation I'm, I'm gonna say that because my point is you can't you know there's certain films you just have to look past it but that's a valid point they should have just left it a mystery and just left it ambiguous the fact yeah. that they explain it you know I, I will that's a fair point 
Right. Yeah. Just just give me a give me a who cares. Don't tell me they've mm-hmm. been eating the paint off the walls for <laughs> thirty years and that's how they're right. Like, <laughs> sure. Okay. What's uh, next? Number number two. Sure. The red jumpsuits. Okay. Where'd they all come from? Because they're not wearing. No, 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 no. And this is this is also a little nitpicky. Yeah, but here's the thing. Very nitpicky. Um, the red jumpsuits clearly weren't a part of the government trials because mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. not in the flashbacks during the government trials. No, they're not wearing them. Sure. Which means at some point, these. People who do not leave these tunnels mm-hmm. have acquired essentially one red jumpsuit <laughs> and one pair of golden scissors <laughs> for essentially right. everybody in the United States of America. Right. That's a lot. That's a that's a lot. Bullshit. Number two, number three. I, I just think, unless I, you have like, something, I think it just has to be boiled down. This is like fantastical. This is magical. At some point, it's no longer a government experiment, and it's just supernatural that there's these mirror images that not only are physically the same, but like are just in tandem with each other. Just uh, right. And, okay. You know, we yeah. live in an era with Amazon, so like you can order anything online these days. Sure. <laughs> uh, number three, and again, this is kind of nitpicky, but it's kind of okay. not. Okay. Um, like both the first two were definitely nitpicky for sure. Um, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> this one, like, it just doesn't. Yes, there's subway tunnels, mm-hmm. but like the the everyone in America, like logistically, the number, the numbers just don't work. There's no way mm-hmm. that, and then and and then there's like. There's so many areas in the country that don't have subway tunnels. I would say mm-hmm. like 99.5% of the country doesn't have subway yeah. tunnels in it. Nebraska. Actually, that number could be bigger. Nebraska, right, right there. Ne- yeah, Nebraska, right? So like <laughs> Mississippi. And so I just don't, Yeah. you know, so I, okay. I but whatever, I'll overlook yeah. that. Yeah, um, I, I'm overlooking like you're all three points are correct, but I'm just overlooking them because you can't. Right, I can't get bogged okay. down in that. Here, here's here's where I, I would say we we enter okay. um, some plot holes that are a okay. little more um, you know substantial. Okay, what is it that breaks the tethering process? Mm. Why is it? Okay, that like the whole idea is they're coming up and they're going to kill their their sunny side up versions so <laughs> sure. that they're no longer tethered to them. Mm. But clearly they're not, right? Because right. like we, we, we see we see a, a, a point where um like we see a flashback when Adelaide is at the fair as a kid. Mm. Yes. And that they're all like like not in control of their own bodies mm. being forced like shadows to do the same thing that's being done up right, above. Right. Um so so what switch flipped that now they're all crawling up and and able to try to yeah. hunt us down. It's a, it's a valid point you're raising. I don't know where the control ends and what what switch flipped. The only thing I'm going to say and it might be legit, it might not, it might break down after we look into it more. It's just 
I think Adelaide is the switch that flipped because maybe she brought an, an awakening of sorts to these shadow tandems that were she was able to bring through both her knowledge of the up outside upper world and she was sure. able to bring through her communication of verbal speech. Right. Maybe. Uh, well, so, but then why didn't that switch flip for, what was his name, Josh, the kid? Mm. Why is he sometimes able to control his shadow and right. and other yeah. times he's not? Yeah, I don't um, know. Which, which, which also leads me to, and this, this seems like a, a, you know, you may argue that this one's nitpicking, but sure. this to me, um, you know, just kind of, <laughs> well, well, I'll actually, I'll start with this. Sure. The whole idea that, that like, like zero explanation as to why these clones are tethered to their above versions and have to do the same thing that they're like, Mm. It's there's just no explanation for that. There's no right. like it just doesn't make any sense why right. why that would be the case. Yeah. Um it, but so then here's the question. Sure. Let's let's assume like it it seems like by the time Adelaide is a girl, by the time that switcheroo happens, <laughs> obviously the government program is already shut down. Oh yeah. Right, they've abandoned them there. Like the mm-hmm. thing probably shut down in like the late seventies or something. Mm, yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Or, or, funding, or early eighties, maybe. Fun, or something. Funding's been cut. Right. Yeah. Uh, so who the hell? <laughs> explain to me <laughs> how Adelaide and what's his name? What's the father's name? Oh. Mr. I have no idea. You know, whatever. The, yeah. Explain to me the the shadow version of their kids. So, sorry, could you like could you say that again? Like, explain. Ex- ex- explain to me how the shadow version of their kids exist because. Oh. Because here's the thing. Sure. Um. Uh, like. Obviously, no one was there to con- to to clone them. <laughs> right. Nobody's cloned the children. No, we've ha- we've we've had many years. <laughs> we've had thirty years since anyone's been cloned. Right. So, in theory, no one younger than thirty should have a clone. <laughs> I don't unless unless someone's going to try to argue that when Adelaide and her husband. Mm had children that was also happening but then that's that in itself is just a big ugly plot hole like that doesn't make any friggin sense yeah you know i i can't argue any of these things like this is if you break something down too much like this this is just a piece of art that's supposed to have just like a, a story being told and metaphor and if you if you break down you know what movie they watched on movie night and you know what how they paid their income tax in these tunnels there's going to be there's going to be holes oh but i feel like that's like <laughs> who are these people and where did they like what is the actual story you're trying to tell me here i feel like is but, okay but they're just like essentially i'm not trying to sidestep the question but i think it's just they are mirrors of each other and what's happening in one world what's happening in the upper world is reflected to a degree in the world below. It doesn't seem to be the other way around, I I would think. I think it's more just... 
the the people the shadow people are kind of tied to a string as as if they were so, shadows as if they were shadows okay so is okay so is it a geographical th- thing you th- like just for some reason being in the subway tunnel causes you or do you think it's because they're clones because they're these I think shadows. it's because they're clones because I'm trying to think if they were all controlled or if it was just Jason's shadow that was controlled but it, well, but regardless, at regardless, some point, yeah. all of the people in the tunnels right. were tethered to... Okay, so th- now yeah. we're going to get into the plot holes that exist because of the twist. Okay, okay. If it's because they're clones... Okay. Then when Red and Adelaide switch, why is it that Red is no longer... Or, or, or whatever, like the clone, yep. why is it that the yep. shadow mm-hmm. is not acting as if she's chained to a bed and like like what mm. why does she why is she no longer she's suddenly just no longer tethered because she's not in that place yeah i th- i think it comes down to just she had an awakening and i don't know why but she just kind of bolted from her people and unlike her people that were just kind of in a trance when she saw adelaide Instead of just mirroring what Adelaide did, she literally just tried to strangle her and handcuffed her to a bed. And I, I don't know what spawned this awakening in this one individual and, and how, how she, she was, was able, able to, to get up into the yeah. house of mirrors in the first place. I don't, so I don't because, know. I don't know. Because then the, the next question is, like, so then somehow in the course of two weeks or however long, like those counseling sessions, she yeah. learns to talk, no problem. Well, I wouldn't say no problem. Like she's still, even at the beach, when Miss Alcoholic is, is, is trying to make small chat about plastic surgery, Red says, I have trouble speaking. Yeah, I guess. And we I, all, we all interpret like it that's... as she has trouble making small chat, but... Well, Maybe. I interpret it as she's just she's zoned out because of where she is. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, that she's on the beach for that. But okay, right. so here here's fundamentally the big sure. you know, yep. the big whatever. Yep. Um you know, the whole so really the whole premise of the film mm. is that real life Adelaide wants to get revenge. Okay. On the shadow version, which right. trapped her down there yep. and did whatever. <laughs> sure. Which which doesn't make any sense because if real-life Adelaide, like somehow real-life Adelaide gets unchained, mm. right? R- Rose comes by and uses her handy axe skills and just, you know, <laughs> breaks the cuffs. Heck yeah. Um, but she's not, she's like, and then she becomes... Like so clearly clearly it's a geographical thing because for a while anyways Adelaide became tethered cuz she was doing she mm. was in having dance recitals underground and banging her head off the walls. Right. Yeah, so, I don't I don't really understand that component cuz right like yeah. but that's just what I'm saying is like yeah. you, you have to at least like give us a little more exposition so something so that we're not going uh, you're just you're showing me scenes that don't don't make any sense. Like they're just visuals, right? They're, that, they're not you most know, of these most, anything. Or yeah, most of these things, I'm I'm just kind of they're bouncing off of me because I'm not too bothered by them. And and this one, it it doesn't ruin the film for me. But it, it's a valid point because 
like it, it it's almost as if once we find out the them night Shyamalan component of this you kind of raise your eyebrow and you say really like you waited 25 35 years before you made your move like why right why like why like, didn't she yeah like she's okay so she's probably like seven or something yeah. or eight or something yeah and but, and but, she has the she, autonomy walk your ass yeah. walk your ass out of there she, you know who your parents are yeah she you has probably the autonomy know where they live to to cause an uprising at some point so why wait the 35 like that that you, you i likely know your phone number like go home <laughs> yeah like why and yeah. so okay so here's here's to me here's here's the movie wrecking plot point Everything else I could go, oh, well, I wish they'd explain that, but it doesn't make any sense. And, yeah, and for the yeah. record, I'm okay they didn't explain those things, but I yeah. understand where you're coming from. So so here's here's the movie wrecking plot hole. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, so the whole, my socks the whole, are pulled up. I'm The whole point is that Adelaide is seeking revenge on Red. Okay. Right? Yep, yeah. And so she rallies everyone together. It's going to be this whole big thing. It's mm-hmm. going to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's going to, okay. Yep. Um. It makes sense why uh, – so, so that – I mean, that makes sense. And it makes sense that why Red or, or you know, the, the shadow version who's been living up above, mm. um, who clearly remembers, knows what she did. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, big time. Is, is playing stupid, but um, – like it makes sense why she's playing stupid because she's got a facade to, to, um, to uphold. Mm. Yep. Oh yeah. Um. But Adelaide, real life Adelaide, mm-hmm. also seems to play stupid. Like, like she sits yeah. down in this chair and yeah. starts monologuing. Sure. Right, uh, Where, and you, you and think it, it's like metaphorical, but it's really like a legit. Well, right, well, but yeah. whatever. She starts monologuing, and yeah. at no point does she look at her and say, "You friggin' know what you did." Yeah. Or this is my family. Yeah. Or yep. you trapped me down there. Yes. Or <laughs> any of those, and and you know, like it doesn't happen when the family's there, and even when the family's not there, even when mm-hmm. everybody's like, mm-hmm. you know. Johnny Fireball is locked in the closet and and Lucy's down the street getting stabbed with like mm-hmm. everyone's off in their own place. Right. Uh and and the shadow version. Yeah. Who we don't know is the shadow version at this point. At the time, no. At the time mm-hmm. is saying, "Why are you what do you want? Who are you?" Right. What do you like bullshit? <laughs> if no one else is in the room, you freaking know why this is happening. Yeah. And there's no yeah. way, yeah. there's no way that mm-hmm. uh, that whether it's alone or it's in <laughs> front of everybody else mm-hmm. or whatever, you... that that conversation doesn't happen. Right. And yeah. that 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 it's not made abundantly clear. I'm taking my life. You know, we're I, we're doing this because of whatever. And then it also doesn't make sense. Like, why is Adelaide now <laughs> identifying more? Why is she sympathetic? with the shadows why isn't mm. like she's not just coming up to kill the shadow mm-hmm. and and regain her life she's like no to hell with all people let's <laughs> let's let's cause genocide let's right. kill them all right and so it like but yeah so that's that's that to me is the big that that he 
he left out conversations. Mm-hmm. He left out things that are the only logical um, set of events mm-hmm. in order to have a big payoff twist at the end, yeah. which which in turn ruins it because yeah. it goes, oh well, they switched as a, and then and the second that happens. I at least for me and the person I was watching it with, we stopped and looked at each other and we we're like, mm. "No bullshit! That doesn't make <laughs> any sense." And we spent like twenty minutes trying to, right. like, trying to make excuses for it and try sure. to go, "Well, maybe." And it was like, "No, no, in no universe mm-hmm. does it make sense that, like, if this is the whole point, if this is the cause, right. if this is if this is why this is happening." Right. Her 35-year <laughs> plotted motivation to come up and kick some shadow ass uh, <laughs> yeah. and all the other humans. Like, yeah. this shadow must die, yep. <laughs> uh, but so must my actual, like, so must everybody else. Yeah. And so must, like, you know, uh, if if that's the case, mm-hmm. then then why is it that right until the end when she's dying... She doesn't show any sign of being aware of that being her cause. Right. It just doesn't. Them having switched doesn't make any sense. And you know right. what? Like, here's this. This is a spoiler for for Book of Eli. True. Have you seen, you've seen Book of Eli? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Well, I won't. No, tell no, no. You sorry, that. sorry, sorry. Like, I have seen it. You can spoil it. I was just resembling oh, okay. the audience, being like, "No, don't spoil it." Right. So, so spoiler for Book of Eli. Sure. Uh. It turns out he's blind. Right. He- and if you go back and you watch Book of Eli the second time, yep. that adds up every single moment. You go, oh, my God, he's absolutely blind. Mm. Holy crap. How did I miss that? Right. Well, That doesn't work for this film. So, yes and no. I, I would say with the Book of Eli, it adds a layer to it. Like... Every scene you go that not only does that make sense, but this uh, like the film is almost stronger with that knowledge and realizing, wow, like this holds up. He never shoots first. He uses the sound of other people shooting to figure out where they are. You you don't realize it, but Mm -hmm. he is like when he's when he's scavenging through a house, he is kind of fumbling through the cupboards a little bit. Like right, and he's feeling you know using his feeling things. He's you know, and you're going, holy crap! Like it checks out. It that that plot twist right holds up, and and you can't punch any holes in it. So here's here's the thing though. I I did watch this movie for the second time. And it's hard to compare to Book of Eli because it's it's different for a few reasons. But w- what it fundamentally comes down to is I think this film is an okay film. I think this film was definitely, like you said, very heavy on the M. Night Shyamalan. I got to poke that fork here and twist it and blow your mind. And yeah. it did come at the cost of, th- as far as a character motivation, some of those scenes don't make sense. As far as, right. like, why would you have all this? What do you want? What, you know, like, just we're every, kept in the dark. Every scene with Adelaide and Red in in it together mm-hmm. instantly doesn't make any sense. It, because it's the way because it's, there's the no film, way that dialogue doesn't happen. I want to I want to make the distinction. The way while watching this film the second time, it's still like every scene makes sense once you realize it's together. From a character motivation perspective, it doesn't make sense. I will agree on that. 
if that if you understand like what I'm what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think the movie still makes sense. It's just the twist doesn't make sense. And the, you know, like it's it, so much. If you take out, if you take out the twenty seconds where it shows them having switched, right? Then this film still doesn't become my favorite film. No, and no, no. and I still wish they'd explain some other things. Sure, but it it like triples in its quality. I, you know, because not... you go, okay, you know what? It it it's there's nothing there's nothing there's no real fallacy. Right. This film. I you um, know I you know. I watched this film and I thought it was interesting. If it hadn't had the twist, I would have thought it was just as interesting. With it having the twist, I you know I'm not bothered by it. I don't think it was necessary. I definitely do think they were maybe trying a little hard for that twist. Yeah, but the the twist doesn't add a layer for me. It, yeah, it just doesn't. It it you know, it, 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 it almost complicates things. It it because it doesn't. You know, if you if you look at all of the messages mm-hmm. that this film is trying to tell you, mm-hmm. that twist yep. doesn't enhance any of those messages. It doesn't make any of those messages more <laughs> profound. Sure, sure. No. All it does, it so it doesn't improve the film. All it does is create holes. Mm. All it does is create things where you go, well, mm, mm, make, make, it, it makes moments where you have to make excuses for the film. Sure, and but, and so. I, I'm gonna I'm, I'll say this again, I I it, watching it a second time it holds up. There's things that add to the context that you realize this is why this is happening. You know, even when it comes down to who you think the mother is going in the woods, and you go, why isn't she just killing her daughter? It's because right. she has this attachment of she's really the shadow mother. That's really her daughter. She can't bring herself to kill that shadow daughter. You know, but I so, mean, is so, it really her daughter? She didn't give well, birth to it. <laughs> this is it gets complicated. Like, but it's not even her family. Like, it gets complicated. But my point is, there are little subtleties where I watch the film, and like Book of Eli, it holds up in that. Okay, this is said for that reason, or this is done for that reason, with the ultimate knowledge of why what the twist is. But what right. I will say is something I never considered before is there is a character motivation hole in that some of the dialogue, some of the actions don't make sense from a character perspective of why would they do this? Why would they say that? Or why would they withhold this? And the only reason is for the audience to be in the dark so that there can be the twist. Right. I think think the film's way more powerful if the whole reason they're there is just because they're sick of being... (laughs) the the shadowways. I I'll say the twist didn't ruin it for me, but I I I see like if the twist wasn't in there, I think it would have been just as fine. Yeah, and yeah. and I would and again in my opinion cool. better. Cool. I, one question I have is was yeah. I like it, it's possible that I was bored and, and playing on my phone at the wrong moment. <laughs> sure, but, sure, sure. Uh, what the hell happens to to the dad and the daughter? Like um, they're there when when the boy goes missing. And then, like, he's got a, a messed up leg and right. she's stupid or something. <laughs> and then the mother goes off. But, like, sure. what, do they die? They didn't die. No, no, no. But essentially, what just happened, uh, the mother went chasing Jason. Father and daughter went and just, they needed a new car because this was on fire. So they Stopped just walked. at the Dairy Queen. <laughs> like... Stopped, got a, double, got a McDouble. Um, they saw, they were like walking the streets and they go, oh crap, there's like the string of the shadow people holding hands. They hide in an ambulance. 
Then right. eventually Jason and mother come back and they drive away in an ambulance. So nothing. They're right. just kind of killing time, really. Okay. Yeah. What do what? you give this movie on a scale of... Uh, scale of 10. ten. Um, Zero you know, to 10. <laughs> you know, essentially, it's... When I watched this film, I wasn't thinking, boy, this is Oscar bait. Boy, this is the film of 2019. Boy, I'm getting a tattoo of this as soon as I can. Oh, I I just watched it. It was an entertaining film. It was an interesting film. Made me raise my eyebrows a few times. I thought about it, had a discussion with Jesse after I watched it. So it was interesting enough that I wanted to talk about it. But I, I gave it an 8.3 out of 10. I wouldn't mind in that my category. It falls in the highest category of I wouldn't mind paying money to see it in, the- see it in theater. But by far, it's definitely just a film. Okay. It's just a film. What What would you give it out of 10? I have two ratings for it. I have I have Ooh. um rating based on the movie I watched. Okay. okay. And then rating based on the edit where right. that, that twenty seconds of twist is taken out. And I feel that's a fair approach. Like that's a good approach to have just because you're not just throwing the baby out with the bathwater, you're gonna say, Okay, here it is. Break it down. Right. Um so with with the plot twist in it, sure. as is. Yep. I give it a three. Ooh, okay, wow. I this is an, this is like that plot twist is so. De- you know, detrimental. I, th- I think it just I think it just says too much about a, a poor a, like a poor filmmaking sure tactic approach tactic yeah. yeah. Um, without the plot twist, it goes sure. up to a six point five. Wow. So a huge swing. That is a um, huge and, and, swing. And my scale kind of works. Like, obviously, we have different scales. Yep. Um, yep. Because at a 6.5, even at the 3, mm-hmm. I would I would, I would, would probably go see it in the theater. Oh, cool. Um, just because all the, like, I'd still, I'd walk out of the theater and I'd be grumbling about this, <laughs> the you know, same the things. stupid plot hole. Yeah. Um, but again like the frightening scenes or, or or the um the the tense scenes are mm. tense enough i think it'd make a fun theater experience it, it right. would still be fun to see right. with yep. a big sound system in sure. the dark yep that's fair. so cool yeah uh what'd you watch this week what i watched this week so i watched what films <laughs> entered your repertoire of films having been viewed i totally thought you were going to say retinas it's better than rectum. No, ret retinas. No, I know, I I know, but oh. r- and retinas are better than rectum. Oh, right. I, like what I films? Guess. What films enter your your rectum this week? Is a I've, I've, uh, is okay. not only a new T-shirt <laughs> that we're going to be selling shortly. I'm um, sidestepping that question. I watched Reflections on Titanic. So it was a documentary you recommended to me, uh, 2012, uh, covering. Right. Uh, kind of the quasi making, quasi yeah. release of Titanic from 1997, which which I acknowledged probably wouldn't change your opinion on my argument. Sure, um, sure, but may uh, you know yeah. may move the meter a little closer towards the center. Sure. So you're right. Like it didn't convert me, and uh, you know. It's it's hard to measure something that subjective of where did I move on the meter. I'm going to say I'm unchanged. What I'll say it did do is it just reassured me of my thoughts on this film of just that Titanic, James Cameron's Titanic is just fantastic. It right. really is. I would say the two thing like the two arguments 
from the argument that we the episode we had where we debated sure. it yeah um that i think this film really works uh in my favor mm-hmm. is one his attention like just his his oh yeah his obsession with detail sure right that literally there wasn't a a rivet that shouldn't have been right where it was right um and and two is the argument of scale of just mm. how you know that that there wasn't a studio in the world big enough to so they built a studio right they built a you know like it, yeah. the things just it's just monstrous what they did mm-hmm. how they achieved it right so. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a very interesting documentary. My only flaw is that I probably could have watched more, like if it had been longer. Just it's with this stuff, whether it's the film or that's a good flaw. T- yeah, exactly. Titanic a in general. Problem like, to have. I just I will gobble that up if it's well done and if it's interesting, and it, this was so very very interesting watch, um, and just Titanic in general, just. Ugh. It's just such an interesting movie. I know we talked, we check out our podcast on it. It was really cool. Emily Mader joined us, but it's just one of those, it's in a category of recent, well done escapism period pieces. And I feel like it's a very small number of films that are good in that category. Mm, and yeah. just, I was remember, reminded of that just because you're right. Like it just, all the detail that had, be, had to be given to make things historically accurate as far as pacing of the story as far as just the rooms the costumes just everything it's it's very fascinating and it's it's no matter if it's the first time i watch the actual film itself or the 27th time i'm 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 always captivated Hmm. the other film i watched is I'm, i'm gonna do something a bit different this week i'm gonna give you a take it or leave it option as far as if you decide to watch it it's Ooh. it's just that we're both busy, as many human beings are. And yep. specifically with us, we've also just been watching other films to have midweek bonuses. So I only have one film to offer you. And it's it's just kind of an okay film. So that's why I'm going to say, if you want to watch it, be my guest. If you aren't down, I'm not going to say, hey, to heck with you. It's it, it came about, my wife and I tried watching the... I think it's 2018. No, sorry, 2019. I think it came out last year. The new Charlie's Angels film. Ah, okay. And we were just not into it. It was just hard to swallow, hard to just sit through. Like it was one of those movies where I was just like, I was looking at the clock and we, we only got about a third or a halfway done. We ended up having to go do something else. And then we've just not gone back to it since. Right. Okay. But that's not the recommendation. What we ended up doing was oh. a few days later we watched the like the 2000, I believe, Charlie's Angels with like oh, Drew Barrymore, yeah. Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz. So you can take it or leave it. It's it's a film that in some ways hasn't aged well. Like there's certain references, whether it's to like female inter like representation or just like certain jokes that you know haven't aged well in the almost 20 years ago that it came out but right. for what it is it was just a silly over-the-top action movie where unlike the 2019 remake my wife and i were able to enjoy this film sit through it it was entertaining for what it was and then we just got up and left and it was like well that was fun we laughed at some ridiculous moments some funny moments and it, i couldn't say the same about the remake okay yeah so 
that's that's my quasi recommendation to you. It's a movie I've seen. Sure. Uh, not in a long time. You know, I then I don't know if you need to see it because I had never seen it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen uh, Full Throttle as well. The that's that's next on the list. Yeah. It's We're, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not I mean, so the thing full, about, full throttle. Well, the thing that's fun about um, uh, the thing that's fun about full throttle mm. uh, is that it. I believe. Let me just make sure before I'm uh, making a fool of myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got Matt LeBlanc in it. Oh, really? Yeah, and Shia LaBeouf. Shia. He really, and Crispin Glover. See, Matt Matt LeBlanc was in the first one, but Shia LaBeouf in Full Throttle. Yeah, interesting. Shia LaBeouf, Bernie Mac, Bernie Mac, uh, Crispin Glover, John Cleese. Who like it's, isn't? It's, who isn't in that film? Luke Wilson. Like, there's <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, he was in the first one there's, too. There's a cast. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Some of the. I mean, obviously, there's some. There's carryover and yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. cool. What what films entered your retina this week? Um, uh, I watched uh, The Rock mm. in an attempt to in in your attempt to get me to admit <laughs> that Nicolas Cage sucks. <laughs> um, Didn't work. No, it's not a good film. I mean, yeah. Well, okay, it's not a bad film. Right. If you simply recast Nicolas Cage, it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> would be my sure, you know, uh, would be my take on that. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, it wasn't a nice movie for you to recommend. And so here's I'll the say, here's the thing. I as much as I made a joke out of it. When I said, I'm not sure if this is going to prove my point or disprove it, I, I, I sincerely didn't recommend it out of spite. Like, I, I've watched this oh, film no, before. Oh, no, and I don't think you did. And I, I, like, it's kind of one of those guilty pleasure movies that it's not good, it's not great, it's not bad. It's just kind of, you watch it, it has some Sean Connery, it has some cheesy 90s action, and... It's a 90s action film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it is it is what it is, and and it's directed by Michael Bay, so like everything from bananas to nuclear bombs explode. Yeah, exactly. Which you know, win all around. Um, <laughs> I've I've got a film um, for you. Cool. That I'm not going to say is take it or leave it. Okay. Um, I'm also not going to say it's good. Hmm. Um, but here's, here's the thing. So it came out in, um, let me see here. It came out in 2020. Like, wow. That's Uh, pretty recent. So recently. Okay. Um, and on, uh, on IMDb, it has an, it has an IMDb rating of 2.4 out of 10. Hmm. Okay. I mean, not great, but not it not ideal. Could be worse. Could but be if zero. I go to Rotten Tomatoes, sure, sure, yeah. It has a a critic <laughs> score of seventy one. 
Oh, wow. And an audience score of 100. Is it a small sample size for either? Like, is it like it's, two reviews? It's 11. 11 audience members said 100%. Okay. So not like a lot, not but it's not two not people. Not small, but, you know, yeah. more people than you're allowed to congregate with these days. So that's... That is, as a side note, we are re- recording this remotely. Please social distance. Please stay at home unless you absolutely have to leave the house. We're doing it. Doesn't sound like we're so apart, but we are in so many ways. Right. Um, so, so yeah, eleven people. Okay. So the film okay. is called Assassin Thirty Three A.D. Okay. And it's it's a it's a time travel Jesus movie, and Interesting. it's not good. Okay. Um, and uh, it's <laughs> it's not very accurate. And huh. it does some things kind of questionably. Okay. Um, but it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's the only other thing I watched this week, so you drew the short straw <laughs> so by that's default. It. We both have a commonality of so low, it is what low, it is. Low, low films to recommend, or like low volume. Which I think only translates into more interesting things to talk about next week. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean... It, it, I'll say this: the film could be much worse. I I'm trying to Google it, and like I went to the Wikipedia page, and I accidentally just like I typed in the correct name in Google, but like the year 33 A.D. came up, and then I was like waiting, I was like scrolling down to find like the synopsis, and then I realized it was literally just about the year 33 A.D. It's just about the year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's. It, I'll give it a go. We'll. All we'll, right. We'll see. Do you have any shout-outs? Uh, I gave an impromptu one earlier, but I will just give it out to Jesse Voth. Okay. Friend Jesse. Of the show. Yes, sir. Sweet. Um, how about yourself? No. Okay. I will do some housekeeping <laughs> because this place is getting disgusting. It's getting dirty. It's, the cobwebs well, are coming out. So if you haven't done... That's part of the done... reason we film... Or that's part of the reason we re- record remotely. remotely. Yeah. So yeah. if you haven't already, please officially like, follow, subscribe wherever you follow us on social media or listen to us on platforms. Uh, check out the links below. Those are our main social media sites. So if you give us a good review on those ones, we'll respond because those are the ones we check most frequently. Also, if you give us links, a bad review, we'll respond. We will also... Well, most likely. Depends on... Hmm. It depends on the context. Yeah. But also below is our link to our Patreon page. So if you so choose, you can support us on Patreon. It helps keep the light on or the lights. Uh, and we everything that we do covers every all our Patreon funds cover the sh- costs of the show and goes into the show to help it grow and make it better. Yep. And yeah, we're not we're not buying like, you know, <laughs> Rolls Royces with yeah. the uh, these it's, we're not like buying toilet paper with the money, and at these days with the value of toilet paper, it would get us like three squares. It wouldn't wouldn't work. Yeah, wouldn't work. No. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Sorry if you didn't. <laughs> don't don't really care that much. There's not really anything I can do. <laughs> and you're the one that chose to listen to an hour and a half of it without actually enjoying it. So jokes on you. That's right. <laughs>